I wrote in my notes of this part of the movie. So far, so boring. Yeah, oh my God, so boring. Uh, five minutes. Five minutes we knew it was going to be trash. There is not a single delivery of a line in this movie by main characters that made me confident in that. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the What a Disaster podcast, where we watch, discuss, and review a disaster movie as close to weekly as we can possibly stand. I'm Gregory Allen, and uh, this, this week I am joined solely by Richard Sawasinski. Hello, I'm slowly Richard Sawasinski. Uh, I didn't say slowly, I said solely. Uh, anyway, this week it's just going to be the two of us. We, uh, we, I'm so sorry. We watched the 2016 massive success, USS Indianapolis men of courage huge movie very big um so this movie stars nicholas cage which is why i picked it as captain mcveigh um it's also got thomas sizemore and thomas jane uh thomas sizemore has been in a bunch of stuff thomas jane was a uh, punisher i don't really know what else he was in but yeah so mario van peebles was in jaws 3 the revenge he played somebody named jake he was fourth build. And uh, I guess his uh, his directing credits are mostly TV and B-movies. This movie took two people to write, which is impressive because I thought <laughs> it was about a third of a person. Cam Cannon and Richard Rianda del Castro, neither of whom uh, have anything else to, that's really worth talking about. Honestly, I looked up the first guy. He had three writing credits. Yeah. Nothing I've ever heard of. Yeah, they, they, I, looked, I looked them both up too, and it was just generic. If one good thing came out of this movie is I learned a lot about... A tragedy where a lot of Americans lost their lives. The USS Indianapolis, some 800 people, 800 uh, navies, Navy people. Na- Navy they soldiers? Call them soldiers? Navy soldiers? I don't know if that's exclusively uh, for, uh, do they call them boys? The Navy boys? We're upsetting it. Regardless, somebody. 800 some odd people have lost their lives when they were attacked by a Japanese submarine after delivering parts for the Manhattan Project, which it, was, you know, the atomic bomb. They, yeah, they're like delivering it was the to fir- a base. It was, it was parts for the first atomic bomb. Yeah, they're delivering it to a base that was close enough to Japan for them to be able to airlift it and, and give Japan the gift of nuclear energy. Yeah, this movie was based on a true story. I'm not sure how true to life it was, but the movie itself was a, a true to life thing. It was the greatest loss of life at sea from a single U.S. Navy ship. Was and it? It still holds. It still holds that. I mean, obviously, Pearl Harbor is. Is, is a big deal, but they weren't at sea, unless you count being at an island as at sea. I mean, this ship went down really quick, too. It went down in like seven minutes. This was no Titanic. This wasn't um, two hours. It definitely had a hole blown in it uh, from the sounds of things. 90 torpedoes, which they showed like four of them hitting it in the movie. But I did my research on, on this boat because I figured if the movie wasn't going to do some justice, I'd at least learn a little bit. There was 90 torpedoes slammed into the side of this thing. That's a, that's a lot of That's a explosions. lot of torpedoes. Yeah. I mean, it's, we, we were at war. Um, yeah. At this point, we're so far beyond World War II that it's, there's, you, what are you going to do, blame people for it? So yeah, and Tom Sizemore, Nicolas Cage, Tom Jane, Thomas Jane, those are kind of the, the biggest names, but uh, y- Yutaka Takeuchi, who played Hashimoto, was in The Defenders. He was one of the, he was the Japanese member of The Hand, so that may be somebody that you're familiar with. The, the movie yeah. cost about $40 million to make, and worldwide, it was a direct-to-DVD release, so it, the, the numbers are fluffed here, I'm sure, because they were very successful with their 1.7, was it? 1.6, 1.7 worldwide. $1.7 million worldwide. Right. Aggregate score 
of nine percent. Nine percent positive. Yeah. The 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 other the other ninety one percent all said this is a rotten tomato. Don't watch it. You know, you can also look at it as only ninety more percent to go before you're at a hundred, Greg. I I feel like right now I want to be at a hundred percent done with this episode because this movie was terrible and I really don't want to relive it. <laughs> this movie is nine percent closer to a hundred than any movie I've ever put out. <laughs> that's, that's I just true. gotta find compliments for this movie somewhere. Uh, we could we could make a movie on my cell phone today, tonight, right now, and you would probably get better, more more better critical reviews. <laughs> uh, we would just need to find some some people uh, that are official critics for for the the Rotten Tomatoes or uh, what do they call them? Like they're certified critics, certified tomatoes. They, oh, 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 oh no. God! Oh. <laughs> So the other piece of uh, interesting piece of trivia I have is uh, Cody Walker was in this movie and he stood in as Paul Walker's uh, body double after Paul passed in the Fast and the Furious movies. A movie, the last one. Man, this movie oh, was God. bad. This so, was I trudged what are you through up, it. What are you up to this weekend, Greg? Uh, tomorrow we leave for Disney World. Oh man, we're gonna go. We're gonna cut. We're gonna go tomorrow morning. And we will be back on Sunday evening. So we're going down to the Orlando area. This is Sand's kids, right? Yeah, no, no. It's yeah. just Christine and I. The kids are going to stay up here. They're, they're, you know, they're four and three. They're old enough to take care of themselves. I, we got uh, the, we've got like a dog feeder thing that we can just put the thing down and they'll fill the bowl as oh, they drink it. That's clever. Yeah. You should share that in like a parenting blog somewhere. You should start your own parenting I blog. I should start a parenting blog. I've got a lot of excellent tips for taking care of and raising your kids when you're not around. Yeah. And, and and you have a lot of criticism for those who are doing it wrong. Oh, absolutely. I can tell you all about how badly you are as a parent. I, uh, I'm going to spend this weekend drinking to forget this movie. I'm going to pre- spend this weekend pretending that I ne- did not watch this movie. This was atrocious. You chose a very bad movie. You chose this movie. Greg. I did choose this movie, and there's a reason I chose it. I Googled Netflix disaster movies, and this was the first one I saw that had Nicolas Cage in it. Mm. Most Nicolas Cage movies are at least fun to watch. This one wasn't. This one was not fun to watch. Nicolas Cage was not fun in this movie. I'm, you know what? I'm going to break with tradition here, and I'm going to give you the Gregster scale right now. One. 1.0 on the Gregster scale. This movie was terrible. Yeah. This movie was terrible. It's oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to hold on to my score. We'll to get to the Richter scale I at want- the end. Give maybe people something through, to look forward maybe to. through discussion, I'll discover things that I actually enjoyed about this movie. Yeah. So. You're not going to do that through watching it, though. No. You could do not through watching no. it. You will never find anything to, to enjoy about this movie just watching it. I can assure you of that. Well, 9% of critics at Rotten Tomatoes found it at least tolerable enough to give it a score that was relatively fresh, right? Right. And, you know, it, it's probably the svelte runtime. Of 128 minutes. Oh my God, two hours and 10 minutes of nothing happening except occasionally a shark biting somebody. Yeah. And before we move to uh, talk about the plot and you go to a break, talk about the plot, I want to also discuss the genre of this movie. It kind of starts as a war movie. The the first act is there's some stuff going on. Ooh, we've got a, a mission that's off the books. We can't blah, 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 blah. And then it's everybody's on, the bo- on board, we're on the ship, and you're like, okay, so we got a war movie. There's going to be some some tactical war biz with the Japanese submarine. Nope, it's just boat go fast. Yep, boat go fast. Boat go, boat fast. go boom. Sharks go numb. 
I mean, there is, it turns into the Titanic for Captain about... Captain goes to... It's like a fast-forward version of the Titanic. The fastest of forward. They basically just copy it one-to-one. One one. They just go... They just trace the Titanic scenes. That's how the boat sinks. We got it. Done. It would have been better if they just took footage from Titanic and replaced all the sinking footage. Just colored over everybody. <laughs> yeah. Haphazardly pasted their... Like, record a TV playing Titanic with the actors' faces just taped to it. Yeah. Yeah. And then it spends an hour as a... Uh, I don't know what you would call this genre, but the shark attack genre. Um, I don't know that shark attack is a genre outside of the Sharknado movies. I would call it the lost at sea genre. Right. Which includes such films as um, Castaway. Life of Pi, maybe? Oh, Life Castaway. Of Those are Castaway both movies kind of an island. in the ocean. Yeah. But the, uh, but the, the uh, director, what was his name? Mario Van Peebles. I feel like he, since he was in Jaws 3, that he came to this movie with all these ideas. He was so ready for sharks. He, he spent so much time on sharks. This whole movie is basically just about the sharks when you really think about it. And then it spends the last half hour of this movie is a courtroom drama, military drama, kind of, you know, a few good, kind of a few good men, but just the really boring parts of a few good men. So a few good men. Because that movie was yeah. not... That great. I mean, I was fine, I guess. It, definitely better than this by a, a lot. Our bags are packed and we are ready to leave port. We're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we will all go for a swim in the ocean. And I'm not even going to wait 30 minutes after I finished eating. I don't love it. I'm not going to lie. We're going to go to a break. For those of you who are new to the Indianapolis, I am your captain. Without me... You are worthless. You are my crew. And without you, I am worthless. Our success, our very survival, is contingent upon our functioning together as one cohesive unit. We have the complete confidence and trust of the Commander-in-Chief, as well we should. Understood? Yes, sir! Am I understood? Yes, sir! All right, we're back with What a Disaster. We're still here talking about the USS Indianapolis Men of Courage, starring Nicolas Cage. The man of courage himself, he Nicolas was Cage. Very courageous. Uh, now, as Captain McVeigh. Now, I would like to say that I'm a fan of Nicolas Cage and his body of work and how he chooses to to perform his roles. They're over the top, they're ridiculous, but they're almost always entertaining. He chooses scenery, but he looks like he's having a good time and he's enjoying himself. He did not seem to be enjoying himself for this movie. No. I want to know like how angry he was. Is he the kind of person that engages with fans? From everything I understand, Nicolas Cage is actually a relatively pleasant like person to his that's fans. that's what i've heard i've, I've yeah. heard that nicholas cage is a decent dude um i've never I, i've never had a chance chance encounter with a celebrity ever so i don't I not don't true know exactly. we met john c Riley and ed helms at the album room i was not drunk. there oh, i thought you were i was not there motherfucker because if uh, i had met john c Riley, uh, i i would have had a bunch of beer around John C. Riley, and I never would have forgotten that. I wouldn't have said a word to him, probably. All right, so, man, I'm really not looking forward to diving back into this movie. Get oh. it diving, because the ocean. Yeah, I get it. spend most of this movie. Anyway, 
so basically, as soon as this movie starts, you know it's going to be garbage. Like the logos come up and you're like, oh God, what have I done? I'm going to give you a step-by-step walkthrough of what happened. First, I chose the movie. I sent it to Richard, said we should do it on this. He agreed for some reason. I saw Nicolas Cage and said, yep, done. Good. It's a good solid start, right? Richard, this uh, he starts complaining to me via chat that this does not look like a good movie. It's not a good movie. I'm like, oh, how bad could it be? And I started it up, and my thought process went like this. Oh, my God, this logo looks terrible. Oh, my God, this sounds terrible. And then I looked at the clock on the Netflix counter down there, and I was like, oh, Jesus, God in heaven. So the first thing I do- Two hours left. The first thing I do when somebody sends me a movie is I read the plot. Then I decide whether or not we're going to do the movie. Then the second thing I do- is I read the runtime. Because I know if I read the runtime first, it's going to affect my ability to decide on whether or not the movie is watchable based on the runtime alone. And my first complaint to you was, Greg, you picked a 128-minute movie. You realize you did that, right? And I did not realize that I did that. I assumed direct-to-Netflix DVD whatever movie starring Nicolas Cage was going to be maybe like an hour and 40 minutes at the absolute maximum. They kept everything. And this movie was made in 2016, by the way. I mean, Jurassic Park was made in what, 1996? Dude, this sound, like, when, whenever there was punching back and forth, it used punching sounds that they used in, like, the A-team. <laughs> Somebody just <laughs> smacking salary <laughs> against a brick wall. <laughs> That's how the punches sounded. I'm sure we've got to get some punching sounds spliced into here so people can really hear how awful this movie yeah, was Yeah, I'll, I'll throw some of those behind you. It was bad. So this logo comes in and it's every Photoshop trick you learned back in 1998. There's a lens flare, lens flare, bevel. They didn't alias any of the letters. They're just all jaggedy. It was bad. It was, I thought I was playing a a video game from 2003 on my PlayStation. It was, I could tell from the get go that I was not going to be happy. And then actors started showing up and it was all downhill from there. We start off with a bunch of dudes sitting around a table talking about shipping a nuke to a Navy base so that it, uh, you know, they can deliver it politely to Japan. This yeah. is World War II. This is a thing that was happening. The yeah. atomic bomb was brand new and it would have been scary ass stuff. Best acting in the movie too, by the way, right here. Yes. Oh yeah. Those guys. Yes. The, the only actors that were any damn good. And then it goes to Nicolas Cage talking to a picture. Just giving us well, no, first they're like, I got just the guy to yeah. send this thing, and then it cuts to Nick Cage talking to a picture. Was it his wife and kid or something? It, it was his wife, his but wife. Was I, it was it even a wife? Was it just some girl that he liked? I think it's a girl yeah. he liked who eventually marries later on. Okay. And it was confusing. I have no idea what the fuck he was saying. They they gave him monologues, and his delivery on them is so not acting, I guess. He chose to provide zero emotion to this role. It's almost like you can't call it bad acting because he's just, it's like he's just reading out loud in class. Now, I've seen many of these actors in this movie. I have seen. I have seen in other movies where they have acted well. The only place that I can put blame for the acting in this movie is on the director. This is the vision he had. Mario Van Peebles, this is the dude who was like, yeah, man, this is what I want this movie to look like. He actively made the decision to release this movie like that. In every line in this movie, especially from Nicolas Cage, we're going to call him Captain Cage, but he's Captain McVeigh for the historians out there. Look, every line that Captain Cage throws out in this movie is copy and paste it from a motivational poster. It, he says, just says stuff like, it's better to be 
respected and feared. Yeah. You know, uh, hey, Greg, always remember to turn the lights off when you leave a room. You know, always leave a note. It's bad. It's really bad stuff. Hang in there. I, this episode is going to be so bad because this movie was so bad. We also meet Mike and Bama, who I had no idea what was happening. I thought maybe we were looking at like a young uh, Nick Cage. Oh, yeah, the, the young sailors. They, like, they're just cutting to different people. It's it's wild. It's just, here's some old guys. Here's Nicolas Cage on a boat. Here are some sailors at some party. They, no, 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 they were at some guy's house. They went to some government official's house. I, I had to piece this together later. It was Bama has a promising career in the Navy. I think he comes from a rich family, so he has a promising career. Mike comes from a poor family. He's like a farmer, and he has, he has not a great future in front of him. Bama brought him to this meeting to kind of be like, look, this is Mike. He's also uh, a soldier with, you know, aspirations and ambition. We, but they, Mike didn't get invited to the meeting. Mike had got to go hang out with the girls instead. And that's where Mike meets Clara, who also Bama wants to likes. It's, it's very convoluted. Bama's like a family friend. It's very convoluted. But that's what they're trying to show is how Mike meets this girl that causes this love triangle. They, yeah, they, they Mike, built the love triangle, triangle out of... Like dirty old sticks that were never going to survive it anyway. Yeah, it, it was it, it was a very sloppy love triangle, and you you don't care at all about it. No, yeah, well, I don't care about anything that happens in this movie. Right. The, the, I care more about what I learned after watching this movie and researching it than I do about the movie itself. Mike did fantastic job dancing, though, or whoever did the dancing in this movie. The dancing was decent. I'm I'm sure it was fine. I couldn't compare it. Like if I watched him side by side to a professional dancer, you wouldn't know. I, I I don't know that that it would have stood up to that. But on his own, sure, man. Yeah, it was good. Hell, dancing with the stars looks impressive to me. I don't. I don't Is know. it not? I don't know. I don't know. Is it not? I don't know enough about dancing. I don't know anything about. You dancing. know what I know about dancing? Getting drunk and pumping my fist in the air. That's that's your dance. That is that's the only <laughs> dance I got. Your dance. <laughs> I am a. I I don't move. I have a very stiff body that I move things with it, and I move it occasionally when needed. It's, I, I like to think of it as a strong, firm, ready-to-go body. I mean, it is strong and firm, but ready to go, it ain't. <laughs> I wrote in my notes of this part of the movie, so far, so boring. Yeah, oh, my God, so boring. Uh, five minutes. Five minutes, we knew it was going to be trashed. Th there is not a single delivery of a line in this movie by main characters that made me confident in what I had gotten myself into. And I'm always a little confused at the beginning of these movies because having to write about them and not, not having seen them before, you, you're trying to fill in character names, you're trying to understand the plot. And you yeah, have it's to tough when we're watching it, not just to watch it, but to actually yeah. do some some understanding of what's happening. It's always a bad sign when the movie loses me within five minutes. I can't figure out who's who, where we're at, what time it is. Are we in the future? Are we in the past? Did he actually, I've, I've, I'm sorry, I just noticed your note. Did he actually say you miss 100% of the shots you don't take? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He Wait, he actually said that in this movie? Yeah. Oh, my you know, God. Michael Scott? I don't know how I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne, Scott. Nope. Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> nope. That was me. I said that. <laughs> I actually uh, spent some time down the Wikipedia rabbit hole to see who, who actually said that. And it's a good tribute to Wayne Gretzky. I don't know where he got it from, but it definitely wasn't a, a popular saying back in 1945. Yeah, I'm, I'm certain it wasn't. It's also stupid. Especially not for military Like men. I said, all the dialogue in this movie is straight Just off Just regurgitated of, uh, parables. This guy, was, this guy wrote this movie while working as an intern at an office, is all I can imagine. He was just reading what was on the walls. Okay, so hang on. 
let's let's get back on track here. I'm sorry. We the first third of the movie, we God, we're watching it. These people are killing us inside. Our souls are being murdered. I hate my life. I hate my life. There we go. This is where we are. The, he, Nick Cage finds out that not only is he going to be delivering this thing, but he's also not going to have any sort of escort because this is uh, this is black ops, basically. Can I say I'm going to continue to say to give this movie as many compliments as I can because there are so few. They did a really, really, really good job at explaining why he wasn't going to have any other support. They said, and what the other support does. They did it through monologues and stuff like that, but they explained that the support in this movie, I mean, sorry, the support that you get in the the water is to help spot submarines. So without that, they weren't going to be able to see the submarines. But that support would have been too much and it would have given their position away. Yeah, it would have made obvious that something important was happening there and they would have been attacked more more likely. And I remember when it happened at the time, I was like, oh, I know I'm going to hate this movie, but thanks for the thorough explanation. It definitely clarified that for us. I, seriously, like there are so many characters that are introduced in such meaningless and idiotic ways. Oh, that it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. I, I, I'm hypersensitive to the race stuff. I know. I know that I look into it, but the way they handled race in this movie. So the black guys were at the top of the balcony in the movie theater because they're the black guys and that's where they had to sit and they weren't happy about that. So they're throwing things down at the white guys who are also in on the ship with them, you know, fellow crewmen, because that's frustrating for them. I get that. And it causes a big fight. But this whole movie treats the, the like all the African-Americans, all the black people horrible. It makes them out to be terrible human beings. They, they treat the Japanese people better in this movie. They make the Japanese people look, look better. <laughs> so they do some like spiritualism crap with the Japanese people. They don't treat race well at all in this movie. No. It's, it's, but they make the, the, all the black people who are living under Jim Crow laws right now, they make them all seem really petty. And it's, it's really unfair. Very clearly written by white dudes, it seems like. They try to, it's a whole, it's a whole like, there are points on both sides kind of argument. The black people in this movie are portrayed terribly. Terribly. We can, we can lead with that. So now there's a fight, right? Yeah, the guy that they were th- the that they were throwing stuff at, he got upset, right? So they go outside in the alley and it, they get, they they get ready to fight. But one of the one when the uh, the black guys pulls out a knife because there's more of the white guys there and he's worried they're gonna jump up. But he pulls a knife out and the other guy's like, "Whoa, fist fight is all we're looking for. We're not trying to kill anybody." So already, like I said, they make these guys turn out to be like murderous, yeah. crazy criminals, and all the white guys are just they're just men who want to even the score. But there is a fist fight and Mike gets involved because he's out having dinner with Clara and Clara's parents hate him because he's poor. Yeah. So he leaves, he leaves and runs across the street to see what's going on and he jumps into the fight because he's a hothead and he's pissed off that Clara's parents don't like him. But it turns out Mike this whole time was carrying around a wedding ring. Yeah. And during the scuffle, he loses the wedding ring, which is an incredibly important plot point to this movie apparently because it comes up a dozen times. It comes up more often than the war stuff. It comes up more often than the people that died. It just we just lettering. So, suffice to say, we are introduced to some characters in some very poor ways, and we are now. Let's just move to the meat of it. We get on the ship. Yeah, we get on. The We're ship. on the ship. We find out that uh, the the black guys are on the same ship as the white guys. The black people are in the the the, the cooks, right? They're Basically, the, they're, they're, you know, honestly, they're the janitors, janitor, the cleaning yeah, staff. So one of them spits in pie. And puts hot sauce in coffee, which are being delivered to the captain and the first the officer. First officer. The first officer is a dick. He is a dick. 
He deserves every bad thing that ever happens to him. He's a guy who's in all these movies, the irredeemable guy in all these movies, who's smart, educated, rich, has everything going for him, and is also an asshole. For no good reason. Yeah. I mean, there's this... All these movies have him. Either that guy's written well, or he's written terribly, but all these movies he have He graduated first in his class, and somehow he does not understand how to be a leader. Yeah. So congratulations on missing the entire point of for taking him. your... Fortunately for him, Captain Cage is there to give him motivating advice throughout the movie that he chooses to ignore. It's better to be respected than feared sometimes. So fuck you. Don't spit in people's food. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So they they spit in the food, right? Did that ever come up again? Uh, The first officer gets the pie, and he looks at it and gives him all a dirty look. Because he drinks the coffee... And it has hot sauce in it, and he's not an idiot. He graduated first in his class. Oh, okay. I thought the captain got the pie. No, they liked the captain. The captain got good pie. Okay. Captain got good pie. There were two pieces yeah. of pie. I thought they gave the, the pie to the captain and the... the okay. Well, this whole movie treats Captain Cage or Captain McVeigh as a, a fucking hero. And we don't know. But they, they do go out... This movie does go out of its way to make him look like a selfless, wise hero yeah he's a he's a sage man who's given nothing but sage lines to sagely speak at us but it's based on a true story it just it, you immediately start questioning the, the motives of the writers when you see that kind of yeah thing. it was it was atrocious it was my god Ugh. i really want to talk about this movie but at the same time i really don't want to talk about this movie so we're on the ship. We yeah. cut to the Japanese people who are also portrayed as like mystical people who speak to the dead and the dead speak back, basically. That's the captain, Hashimoto. Yeah, ha- Hashimoto is a pilot of. Uh, I, do, I did not write that down. Did I write down the name of that? I, I don't I don't. I don't think you did. It doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter. He's he, the, the captain of uh, the submarine that. The murder sub. Yeah. They, they, and they send a kaiten out at a merchant ship and it misses a kaiten being a torpedo. That is actually manned and guided by an individual who understands that he is going to die. Yeah. So Kaitens yeah. are a real thing. They did not use very many of them. Um, in in my research, it looked like they used maybe a hundred and hundred and four ish, maybe. Because why would you just start killing your crew? Yeah, I don't. You know, it's it was interesting. Actually, it was an interesting piece of history. I didn't know that. And I, I did some research because whenever I see something like that, I, I just immediately go, are we being ethnocentric? Or was this actually a thing they did? It was actually a thing that they did. I don't know yeah. that it was quite the same way it was portrayed in the movie where it was a guy with no, wearing basically underwear and a headband, getting into a tube and shooting himself out of the ship. I mean, how much, how much clothing do you need? Are you really going to wear climbing into your death tube? I mean, I guess I don't know what you need, but you need to be equipped to steer well, and I feel like you need to be comfortable for that, which would require some clothes, presumably, because yeah. I imagine that's pretty bare minimum in there. And Hashimoto was bringing disgrace on his family because he, he they have no confirmed kills in the submarine. That was a- Hashimoto is the captain who has never won a battle, basically. Never won a battle. So that's that's also a little side plot here. It's like, we are rooting for the underdog. I don't want this movie ever on any piece of technology that I own again. If I could delete it from Netflix, I would. So let's get to the point here. We're going to get to the meat of it. The, there is an attack. They finally encounter. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, You're almost hang there. on. We're almost the, there, apparently. The, the, the Annapolis drops off its payload in oh, record yeah, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In so record time. It made it to where it was some island, delivered and left like lightning, super quick, in and out. 
Done. Nicholas Cage is the greatest captain the Navy has ever seen. Yeah, and actually this really did happen. It really did happen in record time. And then they were sent out. So the movie said they're sent out for more combat. That's not true. And I couldn't find anything that addressed that in IMDb. But at the Wikipedia page, when I was reading about this, they were sent back to do training. So they're, they were being sent back to, for training exercises. They weren't being sent back in the war. And actually when this movie opens up and it's the first thing we didn't talk about it, there is a little bit of a war scene. And the ship gets, takes a little bit of damage from kamikaze pilots. Oh, yeah, it was that same ship, too, and they repaired it quickly, and they got sent away quickly. So are we going to count that as our first death? Sure, yeah. That's one minute in. <sighs> one minute in, there was a death. Maybe yeah. even less. Who knows? Yeah. Because there were definitely a lot of explosions and a lot of planes, and then somebody flew a plane right into the ship. The kamikaze pilot at least died. Oh, yeah. my God. It's, this movie is painful just to think about, man. It hurts. It really it hurts. At least it's mostly linear. That's... Yeah, it is a linear story, thankfully. So, well, let's get to the point. He drops, they, it off. he drops it off. He takes off again, and they are then confronted by the, the Japanese submarine. Yeah, who deals heavy damage to him? They, he fires something like ninety torpedoes at him, or something. Yeah, I was reading it was ninety torpedoes, number, confirmed hit, and blew the hell out of that ship. The, it it sinks in. I think I'm, a number of people died. Less right than away, ten minutes. Obviously. It sinks. Yeah, that thing was gone in no time. In this scene. I wrote in my notes, it literally was almost a shot for shot um, reshoot, uh, remake of Titanic sinking into the you water. Think so I feel like it was um, more like watching my three year old pull a boat underwater <laughs> in the bathtub. It was really bad. The CG airplanes in this movie, the CG gunfire in this movie, all the sound is horrible. The CG was a bad choice. It should have avoided all CG. In Everything this movie. about this movie was a bad choice. I, it honestly, they spent $40 million and I don't know where any of it went. Nick Cage's garage. That's it. That's the only thing. Maybe they, they had to have bought him something fancy. He always buys a new car with these, like that's one of the rumors. He picks bad scripts. And they didn't pay a sound engineer. They didn't pay their CG team. They yeah. did nothing right with this movie. Yeah. I, I think this movie was cursed. Yeah. But what I mean by the shot by shot, Greg, is when the boat's going down, it goes on the same way that Titanic did and people are hanging from the railings. And they're all falling and yeah, bouncing. It's, yeah. a, it's the same scene. It, it, they were trying so hard to be James Cameron. It's gross. And it didn't it's super work. gross. And I understand that this really happened, that there was really a, a massive loss of American lives. And I understand that this movie did not do it justice this in any meaningful way. an insult to every American who died on that boat. That, that's, it's, I, I would say to every American that has ever served in our armed forces. <laughs> and on that light note. Yeah. <laughs> So we're gonna. We're, I'm so angry about this movie, guys. Oh my I'm gosh. so sorry. I know it's coming through in the podcast, and hopefully we can edit this so that it's that I don't sound mad. But I'm mad. I'm gonna go fucking enlist. <laughs> I feel so bad. Right. This is the only thing that's ever made me want to join the military, just so that I can get the taste of this movie out of my mouth. We're gonna, we we got to take a uh, we got to take a break. Uh, when we get back, oh god, we're gonna have to talk about sharks. This could be. Sharks. We'll be back. We're having lots of fun. Besides, when you ever known me to be scared of a judge? You miss 100% of the, the shots that you don't take. Yeah, I know. I hear you put 24 men on mess hall duty for a week. Yes, sir. I'm gonna write them all up as well. The Japanese are an extremely disciplined adversary, sir. If we are to defeat them... Sometimes it's better to be respected than feared. Welcome back to What a Disaster. We're talking about 
USS Indianapolis, men of courage. We are into the point where the ship has recently been exploded and sunk by Japanese submarine. Yeah. Yes. So we, um, we're back. Welcome back to what a disaster. Uh, I don't feel very welcomed. I'm going to, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to record this whole episode and then I'm just going to smash my hard drive with a hammer. So that this can never see the light of day. While maintaining eye contact. While maintaining eye contact with you, presumably. <laughs> Me, your wife. I would rather find the next neighbor's Cage kids and look <laughs> him in the eyes while I destroy this hard drive. <laughs> the, the webcam so you can send it to Nicholas Cage. No, no, no. I want him here. I want to hear him breathing while I do this. I think he would appreciate the work that I put into destroying it, actually. I... I he what work did he did uh, preparing for the role? I know that he he's never going to come out and say, man, do I regret this? But I feel like in his heart of hearts, he every morning wakes up and goes, man, I'm, I hate that I did that movie. This right. is the one. This is the one that really sticks in his craw. So this, the boat is going down, and we did talk about that. But when the ship's going down, there's a couple things I want to point out, and we can move right past those. One is, there is an amputee in this movie, Greg. There is a man who legitimately does not have part of his arm. Yes. And they, like a lot of really shitty horror movies, they take advantage of that. Well, and, I mean, that's the whole reason he was in the movie, I'm sure. Right. The reason he was cast. <laughs> My favorite part where they take advantage of that is when the ship's going down and the engineering room's on fire, you see him running around in the background and his, his, his nub is just on fire and he's waving it around. <laughs> and he does that. And they keep cutting away from that scene. And every time they cut back to the engineering room, that guy's running around. And nope, would somebody please... Help Put out his man arm. Do his something. Arm. <laughs> like, I get that there's a whole ship at stake oh. here, but you need all the hands you can afford, and you're short at least one. Now. Oh, my God. It's unintentionally the funniest thing, thing in this movie. Because they keep cutting back, and it's just this guy running around the background with half an, with his arm. Not really on fire. It's all CG remember, fire. Remember when, around. Remember when they, the, the black guy that got into a fight with the white guy? They got trapped in the cell together while the ship was sinking. Oh, yeah. Remember yeah. that? Remember yeah. how good that was? How well yeah. done that was? You remember that? Yeah. That Do you remember really that, Richard? <laughs> Do you remember when they did that? Drill get right My back God, this movie. Yeah, there's a couple other things that happen when the ship's going <laughs> out. Hang on. I have to headbutt this microphone so that we can make sure this sound comes through. <laughs> this movie is so bad. It's so bad. The two guys that were fighting, they. Uh, the, they originally leave the white guy behind because they dropped the keys, but then they wait like 10 minutes and go back and get him. So the water's, the ship's halfway into the ocean. They go, oh, maybe we should go help that guy. Oh, yeah, that guy that's trapped. We should save his life. You could have just done that earlier. The fellow sailor that we left to die. Yeah. Let's go get him. Over a shitty fist fight. Yeah. So they go back and get that guy, and those two become best friends through the movie. I will say this, to be fair, there was a lot of racism at the time. Yeah. And so there's certainly a lot of... Of, of hatred that was animosity especially yeah. if you're serving in the armed forces and you're dealing with that race so i'm not i'm not going to totally fault them for wanting to just you know pretend that guy doesn't exist because yeah they're a race of people that in the united states were basically they pretended they didn't exist as soon as slavery ended, i just so. like how they left and stood there for a while and then changed their mind 
You get so I guess this movie explains everything to you right before it happens. Don't touch the handle, and he grabs the handle because it was an explosion. It was hot, and he burned his hands. Yeah, and it's just con- this whole movie is like that. They'll tell you what's about to happen right before it happens. I was waiting deliberately to get to this point through the first. It's got to be the first forty-five minutes to an hour of the movie before they sink and they're in the ocean. Right? It felt like yeah. days when I watched it. Throughout this, the three or four times. They bring up conversations about sharks. Remember when I was saying they tell you everything that's going to happen in this movie? <laughs> everything. Everything in this movie. They, they tell you about the torpedoes that are going to hit you. They tell they, they tell, tell you about the everything. atomic bombs that are about to be dropped on Japan. That wasn't a big spoiler, was it? Japan uh, getting blown up by you, Hopefully everybody bomb. knows that that happened once. Yeah. That was in a, another movie. Another in horrendous another, there, part of American There were some other movies that happened can we, in. Can we gloss over that American history fact too, Nate, now? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. They get in the water, and oh, guess what? There's blood in the water, and now sharks are everywhere. And so a bunch of crew members are getting eaten by sharks. It's basically, at this point, just a movie about sharks eating crew members in the water for an hour. Literally, at least an hour of the crew floating around, being pissy with each other, doing nothing of consequence, and getting picked off one at a time by sharks. So let's just go through our favorite... Now, hang on. Before we get to our favorite fucking anything can we can we fucking talk about the fucking fact that we now have a bunch of fucking guys panicked and stranded in the middle of the fucking ocean and we have an opportunity to really fucking develop some characters have some dialogue have some some character arcs reach a reach a peak have some relation strained relationships get fixed have some conflict resolved have some new conflict come up Fucking no, we don't do that at all, do we? We just have fucking sharks come fucking eat people. I know. No, no characters are developed in the water. No, no, no character anything has happened in the water. You don't learn anything new about these guys that you didn't know before they were floating. Nope. You, you're not introduced to any new characters. You're not introduced to any new aspects of the existing characters. You're not introduced to new hiccups in their relationships. Nothing. 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 Oh, Nothing. no, that's not true. Bama and his name Mike? Yeah. Bama admits that he loves Mike's yeah. soon-to-be fiance. Which you knew was right going to happen anyway. Mike dies. You knew it was going to happen, right? Shark leg bit by a shark. Yeah, you knew it was going to happen, right? Like, that oh was kinda, yeah. You kind of yeah. they, 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 the love triangle is telegraphed. Yeah, much yeah. like everything else. So this literally is them floating around, hoping that somebody will spot them for a fucking hour for way too damn long. They, many people died. Tom Sizemore this, dies. The more people, yeah. Tom Sizemore dies. That was my favorite death. Really? He just dies. We're like going to talk about anybody dying in this movie. We got to talk about time, Tom Sizemore dying in this movie. Tom Sizemore, first off, has his leg bitten off by a shark. By a shark. But the shark doesn't eat the leg. Doesn't he leaves the leg. Spits it out. Yeah, he goes, here you go. Have this Your leg. Your leg isn't very good, Mr. Sizemore. So he spends the rest of the movie floating around in a raft, holding his leg. Holding his leg. Well, while, while Captain Cage jumps back in the raft to give him morphine shots every once in a while. But he's out there saving soldiers' lives. Giving him so many drugs. And then he dies. Dead. Screaming in the most... In convincing, unconvincing way I've ever heard. The, the it's not just his bad acting; it's also the dialogue. What was it like, Mom? No, don't let me die. Or no, my boy, don't let me die without seeing my boy. And it was just all so. I thought he was telling the, it. The dialogue was bad. I, I thought he was telling a, anecdote. I've got a son yeah. I've never met. Don't let me die without meeting my boy. He's, blah 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 blah. He's screaming. Really, and you want, like they want you to feel for this and to to be there in that moment with him and sympathize with this situation, but. The dialogue is bad, or the I guess monologue really. Um, the delivery is bad. The screams were the bad. The screams were bad. This movie fell flat in every conceivable way. You know what looked good though? The ocean water. 
It looked just like the ocean. It, exactly like how I expect the ocean to look. It's boom. Yeah. Nailed done. it. And the first officer, you don't hear much about that guy at all after this, but he gets on the raft and grabs a bunch of oars. He goes, <laughs> there's an island over there. Yeah, Who's suddenly, with me? There's my, there's an island a few miles that way. I see it. Let's go. And a lot some of the guys are like, whatever, just, just go. And they were pretty much happy to see him leave. Cause he had a gun and was hoarding all the supplies. He took all the supplies with them though. Done. He's over. He's out. And the people he took with him. All right. After, I'm, I'm sorry, Richard. After all this, I need a fucking drink. <laughs> um, and this week, this week we have, uh, we found Dark Horse Kamikaze Kaleidoscope. Um, I chose Kamikaze Kaleidoscope because there was a Kamikaze attack at the beginning of the movie. So there were, there, yeah, there, there were Kamikazes, I guess, in this. And that's why I picked this beer. <sighs> Much like I made the choice on this movie. I regret the choice on this beer as well. The quality of this beer reflects the quality of this movie. I won't, I won't, I won't say the quality of the beer. The beer itself seems like it's a high quality beer. It's Dark Horse Brewing. They generally make good beers. It just doesn't taste very good. It tastes like bitter water. I'm not into it. I'm not into it. I so had Zima earlier. It's supposed to be a wit ale brewed with the lemon peels and the orange peels. And it tastes like, I don't know, it tastes almost like a, an IPA mixed with club soda. Yeah, it kind of has almost like a bit of a coffee aftertaste, but that shouldn't be there. It's to me, it tastes like um, a grapefruit aftertaste. You know, dark horse, hit or miss, whatever. Somebody probably likes it. This is a miss. No big yeah. deal. These things happen. These things happen. I had a Zima earlier too. He did his first Zima of his yeah. entire life, yeah. and I was here for it. Tastes like it looks. Which is Richard uh, was present for my first legal drink of my entire life. Yeah, he took we we went to a bar on my twenty first birthday, and we got a. Shot of something high proof, and I think it was some sort of peppermint thing. It was peppermint schnapps. It was 99%, 90%, 90% proof, I mean. <laughs> yeah. 99% alcohol. It was, it, was high, <laughs> it was a high proof shot. So there's not a whole much left going on in the water here, honestly. Even if you want to talk about every scene, it's just a bunch yeah, of guys floating so, on in rafts. Let's, yeah, so it's a bunch of people floating around, and finally somebody... It's, okay, now we get here to we the go. Rescue. No, here's, here's a plot point that we totally glossed over. They did attempt to reach out for help. They sent oh, out yeah. the SOS signal, and whoever picked up the radio uh, broadcast was, nope, don't bother. We're not sending out until we got exact coordinates or we have their location, because it could just be the Japanese trying to draw us out. The reality was they knew why the ship was out there, and they didn't want the Japanese to find out that they were shipping nuclear material or anything to that island, which is, so they weren't going to, they weren't going to help them because they didn't want anybody to know the ship was out there. It, it, and that was a big part of it. And and that's part of the reason why this is such an important story. And they kind of just, they kind of glossed over that in the movie a little bit. They touched yeah, they, it. They, they touched on it, but they did not discuss it. Those sailors were stuck in the water for four days. And it wasn't for a plane that was flying over for looking for another plane that went down. They never would have been rescued. Yep. All, every one of them would have died. I mean, they, they didn't have any water. They should, would have been dead in days. A plane that was capable of a sea landing landed. It was also in rough shape. It was not going to be able to take off. They just took people on board. Yep. Put them on the wings so the sharks couldn't get yeah, Just get, like, kept them away from the, 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 the sharks so that it was not so easy to just eat them. Oh, there was a boat that had went down recently in that area. because it took, So they, 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 the U.S. Navy knew there were submarines in that area and didn't tell the captain to be, to be wary in that specific place. The true-to-life stuff and the fiction stuff will all get kind of lost in the shuffle, but he should have been zigzagging to prevent the attacks or some such, and he was, and then he wasn't because it wasn't necessary, and then... This was pretty obviously a cover-up. Yeah. It it was a cover-up done at the time because they didn't want the Japanese to know 
that we were dropping off nuclear material. Then it was a cover up after the fact because a bunch of people who made those decisions didn't want to get in trouble. Awesome. They're rescued. Everybody's After an hour, a fucking hour of nothing. Seriously, this movie is so much nothing. I, so I watched the movie in four parts, Greg. I had we, to keep getting up every 30 minutes to walk around and, and remember that I was alive and that there were things worth living for. It, I, was, it, was, it was tough to find inspiration to keep going. Yeah. Thankfully, my children were laughing in the next room, and it made me remember that I'm home. I'm alive. You're safe. I have things that make me happy in my life. All movies are finite. All movies end. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the movie of my life, which is so much longer than this one. Oh. Anyway, so we talked on Titanic about how the Titanic episode where Chris said, I challenge you to find a three hour long movie with so little wasted time. And I challenge you to find a two and a half hour long movie or two hour, 10 minute long movie that has so much wasted time oh as God. this movie has. You could have cut that shark scene. The, the water scene down to 15 minutes. It, it, you didn't need any of it. So much wasted opportunity uh, in this movie. Shame. A lot of wasted opportunity. I mean, you could have just written an entirely different movie. We could have we could have uh, had what a movie where the sharks the sharks are actually part of the Japanese Navy. Oh. Or they're hyper-intelligent trained U.S. soldier sharks that come and rescue the crew. Or what if instead of missiles of humans, there are missiles piloted by sharks? What if next week yeah. we don't watch such a tremendously bad movie? All good ideas. Great. All great. All better We're ideas gonna... than watching people float around in the water for an hour. Oh my God, they just float. <laughs> and, then, and then Bama fucking marries. Did he marry Cl Clara? He married Clara. Bama marries Clara. I who's remember. pregnant with Mike's kid. Oh, that motherfucker. And, and he goes, his his proposal to Clara was you may never love was basically along the lines of you may never love me but you at least like me right and hey I'm second best right that's good enough for you and everybody's like wow Bama what kind of fucking name is Bama wow Bama you are such a good guy for trapping this girl you've been in love with for 20 years right you after. should definitely guilt yeah. trip your next wife yeah. you're such a good guy that's somebody else's kid what a hero you are yeah man. They, they seriously there is nothing to even suggest that this would be a bad idea for people to get married out of some sort of sense of duty rather than love. Do not. It, I repeat, do not he marry just my them. wife if I die at sea. I, well, shit. But what if you die in a helicopter? I mean, we had this whole plan for if you die in a helicopter, and now... That's I in the will. Like, if I die in a helicopter, that's in the will. I feel like we're but if I die at sea, right. you leave her alone. So... There, there, there's a vehicular Bama's clause. going to marry my wife. There's a vehicular clause in Greg's will. It makes it more fun for everybody. <laughs> it's much more challenging for the lawyers, too. If they're going to take my money, they might as well earn it. It's like a it's like a two-year-old venture. Right. Exactly. Really if I die jumping off of my roof and land on my car, then my kids get sent to a boarding school and given to what country? Was, I think it was uh, the Ukraine. It was Ukraine. Was it Ukraine? Ukraine gets, yeah. Ukraine gets my kids. If I land on the bushes and I'm impaled by a small stick, then nobody gets the kids. They get the house, and Christine has to be homeless. Yeah, it's a, it's a long. It's it's ridiculous. We are absurd with this will. He basically makes his whole family um, act out Hamlet, but he changed all the actors' names, not to different names, but he just swapped them around. Right to make it more complicated. Exactly, and I I did say that they had to use the 
existing script, they couldn't edit it. Otherwise, nobody yeah. gets anything. And no well. mistakes. If anybody has to, if anybody else shouts lines, out. In fact, you owe Greg estate estate money if you if you screw up. Yep, yeah. it has to go to the estate, the which penalty. will then be donated to the Republican Party. March of Dimes, <laughs> because it's a good charity. Greg's not a monster. All right, so they're rescued. They're out of the water. Fucking awesome, right? No. Yep. Somebody, we need a scapegoat because the American people can't know that a ship was out there. Why would there be a ship out there? We need to, they want somebody's head. And Captain Cage has a perfectly suitable head for the job. It seems to, yeah. to be appropriate size for the platter with which they intend to deliver it. And everybody loves him. Nobody dissented. Beloved by his crew. The 300 that are left. The, seriously, like he killed 800 of them and they all still loved him. I mean, he didn't kill anyways. <laughs> so, what happened was he went to he was he was he was court martialed for yep. this. He he basically they said you weren't following orders. You weren't zagging and zigging. You're fucked. Yep. He shouldn't and be zigging and zagging. So he was fucked. He was found. He was found guilty of whatever it was. One, like, but the, like Hoshimoto did show up. And Hashimoto say, showed up to say in real life. In real life, yeah, showed up and goes. You know, the zagging and the zigging wouldn't have helped because I didn't use the man torpedoes or the shark torpedoes. I use normal torpedoes. Wait, shark torpedoes? I, I was just saying it would have been better to have shark torpedoes. So let's just pretend they had them. The Hashimoto had shark torpedoes? Well, not the Hashimoto. Hashimoto had shark? In my version of the movie. Okay. It would have made it better. In my fever dream. Oh my was... God. Could you imagine? <laughs> like they just shoot sharks out of these torpedo tubes? Yeah. What did should mean one chase? Well, the movie was historically accurate in every way. Other Except than the fact that <laughs> shark tubes. They said talk about it. They're like, put your shark in there. <laughs> feeding them. them. <laughs> oh, God. That would be amazing. Nobody, nobody mentions it. It's not in the credits. It's just... It otherwise is a 100% serious film. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Listen, donate some money to the show. Greg and I are creative people. We'll make the things you want. Oh, yeah. If somebody wants to give me, what, like $40,000, I will whip you up a script. I'll quit my job. Lincoln and I'll split. make that movie for you. Yeah, you know yeah. what? Tell you what. You give me $40 million, I'll make a movie for yeah. you. So even though Hashimoto was, uh, did, did actually testify, he was still found guilty of not zigging and zagging, literally of not zigging and zagging, but he wasn't found guilty of not abandoning ship fast enough, assessment. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was, he was screwed either way. Uh, from the outset, it, the impression that I've gotten from everything I've read was that he was going to be screwed over. Right. And he didn't cover it in the movie, but he did get his... He did, did get, I think, an admiral ship. I might have actually written that. Yeah, he was a rear admiral when he when he 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 was he retired a rear admiral. Honestly, he committed suicide, Greg, twenty years later. Yeah, he did. He killed himself in the sixties. Yeah, 60s? Really, yeah. 67? they showed him in the movie like shooting himself in the parlor, and it was because of his wife passing. But there's no evidence that anything I found. That's why he killed himself. When he was found in his front lawn holding a toy, a toy, yeah, uh, yeah, a toy sailor. sailer. Yeah, it, killed it, himself with a revolver. A lot he of was guilt. found by his gardener. And actually, the movie did show that he had a ton of survivor's guilt. They were they they tried to show that a lot as best they could in this flapjack of a film. He did cages. Most of his monologues were about how bad he felt about yeah. people who died. So yeah. that, I guess he kind of at least explored that a little bit. I think you know pretty much what we think of this movie. But what will our final reviews be? Right after this break, we're gonna give you guys our final thoughts and there'll be sharks. Thankfully, the end of the episode. Yeah, more sharks. All right. All right, love you. Bye. Ready to get out there again, Captain? Yes, sir. The Japanese are an extremely disciplined. Ashinyoi! 
President Truman has chosen you and your crew to lead a highly classified mission. I am your captain. You are my crew. And our survival is contingent upon functioning as one unit. Yes, sir! There's something in the water. Submarine, sir. All right, looks like Richard is comfortable, found his little butt groove there. I was going to say butthole, but that's a totally different thing. And we are here to give you our final thoughts. This last little section is going to be a little shorter, obviously, because there's just the two of us, which has been very sad. We can make it if you try. Just the two of us. You and I. Um, we should just quit and start the band. Right, let's talk about how we hate how much we hate this movie. All right, so I'm going to let so the, the Rick go first here. And I, he can tell us what he thought of this movie. I wrote a score there, and I feel like I was too generous. after. So when we originally started talking about this, Greg, we thought maybe your score would go up. But the truth is, my score went down. That's I, that's probably appropriate, if your score was anything above a one. Um, when this movie ended, there was one thing we didn't talk about, and I added in my review. The reason why my score goes down, because at the end of this movie, they had a couple interviews from soldiers who were on the ship. And, and there were small little like clips. And all they showed was them talking about the sharks. It was three different clips, and they were like, the sharks were there, the sharks were circling. This whole movie is just like a shark fetish wrapped in this uh, film about this battleship that went down, and or heavy cruiser that went down, and that's that frustrated the shit out of me at the end. 2.3 on the Richter scale. 2.3, what was it originally? 3.5. 3.5, three and a half? I wasn't thinking. It was you weren't thinking. Yeah, I, I wasn't thinking. You I know really what wasn't. it was? Your brain was all mushy from having watched this garbage. Yeah, it was it was it was mushed. So meta courage. I'm gonna go it. through a couple things that I did like about the movie, a couple things I didn't like about the movie, my general impression, a couple different things that I that stood out to me, and then I'm gonna give you my final thoughts. I will not say that everything about this movie was completely irredeemable. There were things about the movie that were for, like the it was free because I have Netflix. That's a good, a good positive. It goes in the pros column. Um, there were actors whose names I recognized. That was a that was a positive kind of. Give it, give it a half a pause. Yeah, half a pause there. Dink. <laughs> yeah, small dink, little dink. Um, which is my nickname, little dink. Little dink. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I Harvey's big dink. Now I got to change what I call my penis. <laughs> so anyway, it's. It wasn't completely bad. There were some, th- like, the sets were all right. I, the costuming was terrible, I feel like. I mean, it, outside of the, the, outside of, like, the um, sailor's uniforms, everything was pretty generic looking. There was nothing impressive. It was actually shot in a real boat, a lot of it, an actual. Uh, so the set was a real boat, okay. Yeah, so so the parts that weren't CG were as an actual boat. So okay. Good so, yeah, it, yeah, I mean, it looked, the, the boat look looked good. fine. Man, that's about it I got for positives because this movie was all over the place. It it was bad. It, it didn't know what it wanted to be. The tone was bad. The director didn't know what kind of movie he wanted. The script didn't know what kind of movie it wanted to be. And the the actors were not given the direction they needed to uh, give give the lines, give the dialogue, the script, the, the treatment that it deserved. Overall, the movie was a mess. It No overall narrative that mattered no subplots that mattered nothing resolved anything through the means of the film it just 
they happened and that was the end of it and nothing had any, there was no impact, no weight to anything. I'm giving this movie a 1.0 on the Greg Ter scale. This may be the worst movie I have ever watched start to finish. All right. So that was our final thoughts. Did you have anything you wanted to add to that? No. Um, I think the part about the interviews was basically the only thing I want to make sure I squeezed in there, which was kind of not part of the movie. Yeah. That, those ad, like, Oh my God. Here's some shark stuff instead of I lost so many friends on that ship or some sort of you How know. do you feel afterwards, man? Like Yeah, what do, do you, you feel do, like you could, exactly? Do you feel good about the fact that you helped end the war? Do you feel like it was a way uh, anything? Like, uh, these men lived through so much and all they did was and show you know us they had sharks. that. You know they had that that stuff from these interviews, but instead they chose to focus on these sharks. I had a good time hanging out with Greg. <laughs> it's always fun. Yeah. For, for like me, but yeah. I'm you know, I'm not the only one here. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, you can you can check out the show notes. Follow uh, well, you can check out the show. Those are on our website. Yeah, show notes are on our website. Whatadisasterpod.com should be in your any of your whatever you listen to these podcasts on. A lot of people don't know this. Hit the info button. You can see show notes for any podcast. And a lot of times there's links and stuff. Yeah, we got your show notes up there. If you want to check us out on Twitter, we're Podwad P O D W A D. Uh, we we're obviously we have a Facebook. You can search for what a disaster. We've got an Instagram. It is Wad Podcast. That's at Wad Podcast. Uh, definitely subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and listen to us all the time. We we love it when people listen to us. And you know what? You can also call and leave us a voicemail. I might answer the phone. Richard might answer the phone. You can text us. It doesn't matter. Phone number is two zero nine seven eight one nine one one three. Did you want to say your goodbyes? Ah, uh, yeah, no. I'm all good, you guys. I'll see you next week. All right, see you next week. Doing that exact same. Look, I don't want... Nicholas Cage... Look, Nicholas Cage can do ridiculous, over-the-top garbage very well. Winona Ryder just her voice gets louder, but there's no inflection. There's no change in tone. She just sounds like she's talking louder. She's not a good actor. Impressed. Hit the record. Hit the record button, man. You gotta push the button or you're never gonna get any sound. Hey, Greg, we recording yet? No. Uh. Wait, the light's red. Yes. I, I ain't got pants. Do I need pants? We're not on the video. Oh, good. That's YouTube. So, no the pants then. No pants. Where'd my cellular phone go? Dang it, I left it on the other couch. That's so far away. Oh, dang it. I ain't even going for that bad boy. I can stay right there as far as I'm concerned. You think they'd be interested in seeing us? Like, seeing like an uncut video of us just chatting? Just no, nobody wants to see us. Nobody just, wants to listen to us. Why would they want to see us too? If we just like live streamed it though, then they it would just be on. And Only be half safe. of us are attractive. Yeah, and she's not even here. Wait a second.